Hello and welcome to Area 512. I'm your host, Alicia Postigo, bringing to you from the Texas Hill Country, aliens, wormholes, and other interstellar creatures. In this podcast, I will review science fiction and fantasy books, movies, and shows as I read them or watch them, whichever the case. There's no specific schedule, but I will try to post at least once a month. I've been having some issues with my recording software, so I haven't been able to post in the last couple of months, but here we are. Today we're going to review Fast Color. So I decided to watch this movie because I read an article about the 10 most underrated sci-fi movies streaming right now. Well, when I read it, it was probably a couple months ago. So at the time, it had about 10 movies uh, recommending sci-fi fans to watch them. <clears throat> there were a couple of classics like The Man Who Fell to Earth with uh, David Bowie, and then there was Fast Color. Since I had seen it in the Prime feed, I decided not to read any further, but to watch the movie. And I did. I watched it uh, twice in a row, so I do recommend it. First, let's talk about the world in the movie. So we find ourselves in a post-apocalyptic world, but not so post-apocalyptic that society has uh, crumbled. It's not a doomsday movie with people running around fighting zombies or with guns and people barricading in their homes. That's not the type of movie that we're watching. It is a world without enough water, without enough rain, without enough crops to feed the entire population. So we see a world of great scarcity and population decline. We see dry land, we see ghost towns, abandoned businesses, but society holds. Second, let's talk about the characters. We have three generations of women within the same family. That makes me think of the three Roman goddesses, the crone, the mother, and the maiden. And I think this movie has three main female characters as a reflection of that on purpose. We see each of them following their own path, their paths intertwined at some point in the movie and they reach not the same ending, but they reach, each of them reach the end of their path at the same time and at the same place, even though it's different endings for each of them. Now, we also have, um, well, let's talk about the specific stories that we're seeing in this movie, right? So we see the story of a grandmother taking care of a grandchild because the mother is a druggie and alcoholic. Now, that's pretty stereotypical, you may see, think, but it doesn't really take you out of the movie. It's done uh, very well. The script and the story itself um, gives this grandma take care, taking care of a child and the druggy daughter such a twist that it makes it interesting and engaging and you feel, you really feel empathy for these three women, right? So we have the matriarch. Then we have the prodigal daughter, right? Of course, we have the daughter who's a druggy and alcoholic. That's what the movie lets you think. She is a problematic young character, right? So we see her um, 
coming back and then we see the child which is represents the innocence who's barely at the beginning of their journey so we have the granddaughter who's starting their journey then we have the daughter who's kind of not at the end but kind of the middle end of her journey and the grandma who's at the end of her journey even though she doesn't know it now it's worth noting that there's an all-black female main cast it is also worth noting that it is a superhero origin story and it truly feels like a journey it's also worth noting that i didn't really not that I didn't notice that it was an all-black female cast, but that is so well done in such a natural, understated manner that when you see the end of the movie, you become aware that not only that was a great human story, it was a great superhero origin story, and they're all black women. Great. It's also a survival story, like all good superhero origin stories, has a bit of drama, but it's a survival story. Now, to the movie. We start with the voiceover, uh, with a voiceover, sorry, letting us know where we are. We are within an eight-year drought. Mm, The movie could do without the voiceover because you could have explained that in different ways. I'm not a real big fan of voiceovers, but it's just at the very beginning of the movie and it's presented to us as a woman reading from a diary uh, who introduced us to Ruth. Ruth who is broken, although we don't know in which way. And that's how we start the movie. And we follow these three women through out the movie in each of their stories. The soundtrack is very effective in this movie and it's not overpowering or intrusive because I'm not gonna lie, I hate big, big uh, noisy soundtracks. I understand that the music is there to guide our feelings and to explain our, our movies to us, but I'm a fan of just using my brain and figuring out the movie by myself I like the music but not not too much you know I don't want the music to take over and and the music doesn't take over in this case so I'm sorry give me a moment because my cat right now is doing something that she's not supposed to be doing okay Well, sorry for that. Uh, Let's keep going. Where where were we? Yes, the soundtrack. Very understated. Very... No, understated would not be the the word. It would be very subtle. That would be the word. Very subtle. Now, at the beginning of the movie, also, we start to follow a young woman on the run from the authorities. And through her escape, we are shown the scarcity of the world she lives in. We're also shown part of her past lives, parts of her present life, and we get a glimpse of her powers and why she's broken. We're also shown who is after her. 
There's no waste of dialogue, no waste of scenery, no waste of anything. Every single scene word detail, no matter how small, contributes to the story and the plot of the movie as a whole. Now, after this introduction, the main part of the movie takes place where the three women reunite. Not only are they mending their relationships, but they're mending um, their broken paths, so to speak. They need to mend their relationships to move on and move forward and continue to the end of their journey. Really, all of them are united in following the same path, but each of them in their own way. Uh, let's see. It talks about, the movie talks about the invisible chains that we create for ourselves, miscommunication, fear, pride, a number of things, right? Of course, with every misunderstood superhero, and they are superheroes, there's the big bad evil government. Now, it's not evil in an absolute kind of way, but it's a government that believes that the end justifies the means. So it's a suspension of their own humanity in order to save humanity. A government that believes this kind of thing, to me, would be a Nazi government. You know, the for for the better of the human race, for the better of our country, for the better of you know our fellow human beings, we're going to we're going to capture, imprison, tortured, kill, murder this small fraction of human beings down here to the side. That's Hitler for you guys. So even though we can see, understand what's behind the actions of the government. I also understand that the movie doesn't show it in a judgmental way, but I also understand that it's not the way to go. After all, you know, when we think about, to quote Star Trek, the good of many, um, how's that quote? The good of many... Anyways, you guys know what I'm talking about. Um, I'm not a Star Trek fan anyways. Meaning that, you know, for what's the life of one person for the good of the rest of humanity. With that kind of thinking, you know, what's the life of two people? What's the life of three people? What's the life of a small number of people? What's the life of a minority group? What's the life of a small ethnic group for the greater good? It's a slippery slope. Okay, let's get back on track. Now we have the three women, we have their journey, we have the counteracting force that also drives their actions and when we reach the end of the movie these three women are confronted with a situation that they have to deal with in order to reach the end of their journey right so we were walking the path we're walking with these three women throughout the entire movie and at the very end, there's a climax in the movie 
but each of them needs to overcome one last hurdle to reach the end of their path. And their ends are all intertwined, but it's a realistic end in a way. I know we're talking about a sci-fi movie with three black female superheroes, but the truth is that it's a within the universe of the movie it is a realistic ending it is a human ending it's not a major you know it's not something major dramatic thing that's happening it's it's common sense it's love throwing there is practicality it's like okay this one needs to happen this what each of them needs to do and they do it they're sensible choices it's not a disney movie ending so if you're you know if you're into that this is not the movie for you but i do recommend it i do recommend that you watch this movie it is a great movie and I'm gratified to see a movie so well done, so with such sensibility, you know, understated, uh, natural, as such an original superhero origin movie. You know, far, far away from Batman Begins or or you know any of that type of movies it's a completely different world it's a completely different origin movie so by all means go and watch it and enjoy it thank you so much for listening and hopefully i will be able to post this recording and see you next time